my God, we're actually going to do this. And we're back. And it's winter. Well, it is almost <laughs> it's winter. It's almost. It's absolutely piercing down today, isn't it? 14 degrees outside. Nice. Nice. I feel like I've missed the whole of summer. We have. It's and been a long... Wait, anyone remember when the last one was? When did we last post a uh, The end of the year, I think. Did we do one end in End of December? last year. Did we do one in December? Yes, we did. We did one at the end of December, and I think we vaguely promised that we might get together in January before the end of Mardi Gras and didn't, which no. is very unlike us. Well, we were busy. Very busy and important, as usual. Yeah. Because you, you were kind of in the throes of getting a new job. And then, of course, I've been working at Mardi Gras. So it was pretty much working every day since the beginning of January, which, yeah, it was very intense and incredibly amazing. But um, I just couldn't even think about podcasting. No, I was now have my new big grown-up person job as well and I'm now a commuter sadly commuting to North Parramatta not the city but yeah, such is life but you um you get time to listen to podcasts and stuff so and you get lots and lots and lots of content for this podcast yeah I'm gonna try and work out how I can drive and watch Netflix <laughs> yeah well stay tuned on that one I don't know if you need to come closer to the microphone I'm okay. just that's just an excuse for me to cuddle up to you okay well yeah. we shouldn't just be get a little bit close. because of the, oh, the shit. thing actually yes the thing do we talk about the thing do I we go we there don't talk about the thing the unless thing. it impacts it's going to impact stuff like our holidays in August when we Is get it... shitty and start getting upset about it yeah, yeah. I'm going to be really cross I've got an Atlantis cruise in August I know you do for a friend's 50th what if it's cancelled and I don't get my money back and I, or they put me off to another cruise I don't want to go on another cruise no but on the flip side, <clears throat> thinking on a positive note, because cough? it's yeah, <laughs> just a clearing of the throat. Uh, um, on the flip side, because it's all about me, maybe people will cancel and then I'll be able to get like a cheap room and I'll be able to come on the cruise. Oh, what you could do is leave David here and come with me and share my room. Mm. Well, he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I guess he's not going to hear this. <laughs> no, well, that, well that's, that's the plan. So anyway, the thing that we're not talking about, that everyone else is talking about, we won't talk about it, but I did see something funny today that young people are apparently calling it boomer remover. Boomer remover. Mm, anyway, but we won't talk about the thing. No, we're not going to talk about the thing. Okay, yeah. right, next. So, so we're go- I mean, this is going to be a Pop-Tarts Pop-Tart thing. Pop-Tarts March. Pop-Tarts March. Just forget January and February ever existed. Yeah, nothing happened. No, well, we went there, so nothing happened. No. Okay, so did you want to talk about TV slash Netflix shows? I think you've got I've a got couple a of things couple. that I have not even seen and never even heard of, so why don't you go? Okay, so I break mine down into grown-up television and mindless television. Oh, nice. So the grown-up telly has been around for a long time. It's Homeland. It's on net, streaming oh, yeah. on Netflix, and the oh. most recent series is on SBS, but mm. it takes a while for the new series to get onto Netflix. It's Claire Danes and that guy called Mandy Panikin or something that was Panicotta. on ER. Yeah, we'll call him Mandy Panicotta. Yeah, Mandarin from, Panicotta. From 100 years ago. He was on ER for a while. Never anyway, and he's CIA, she's CIA. She has a few mental health challenges, but he's brilliant at her job, and it is really, really really, really gritty, in-depth CIA spy. You know, you just g- moved away from me. Oh, then. did I? Yeah, the, I'm closer. worried about your coughing. Oh, then the, 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 the red-headed guy from Billionaire is in it in the early series, and it's just so intense. Our very tall friend watches it as well, and we compare notes. And last night's episode, you really are hanging on to the edge of your seat, and mm. it's it's not trashy. Mm. It's well, brilliantly written, and I'm sure completely accurate. Oh, yeah. yeah well, totally. if, it's, if, it's, um, if it's not trashy. 
watching, I'm not going to like it then. No, it, it, it's no. really, really, really good drama. So that's mm. my grown-up TV. Mm-hmm. My not-so-grown-up TV would be... Are you going to talk about that one? Oh, that's more grown-up TV. Yeah. So that is Sorry. another one that I've watched on um, Netflix called Visible, out on TV, is on that Apple Plus thing, which is Apple's new pay streaming mm. service. Yes. And the it's, one that the Morning Wars or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, which Morning Aniston. Wars was about 15 episodes too long for my liking. It could have right. just been a two-hour telly movie. Haven't seen it. But they made it into seven hours of okay. Jennifer Aniston looking like Jennifer Aniston. Um, visible, out on TV, Apple Plus, absolutely mm. Phenomenal. It's probably only four or five episodes long, charting the history of LGBTIQA plus visibility on TV. It's got pretty US focus, but it's absolutely amazing. Goes into all the obvious gay people on TV today, but starting with Will and Grace and um, Modern Family and Ellen coming out, and then how those funny old sensationalist shows like Donahue and the oh, other yes. one when they would put conflict they would deliberately conflict people against each yeah, other yeah. you know how that was done and then all the stuff that you didn't notice so much which was quite often LGBT characters LGBT plus 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 characters were portrayed often as the baddies they're the first one oh. to die by the mur- oh. you know, they're the first one to be to be murdered or get written out of a series so going, yep. even going back to things or they ended up hooking up with a opposite sex partner. Yep. So apparently there was a gay character in Dynasty, beautiful, had big, buffy blonde hair, probably Alexis's son maybe, right. Michael Carrington, can't remember. But he was the gay character and it was really groundbreaking. But then he fell in love with a woman. What? So that happens quite – and that's, right. that's a pattern okay. going through. Conversion therapy. Yeah. Subliminal conversion therapy. But it's, it's I'm just really, going to move that cushion. It's, Sorry. It's okay. oh. Oh. Sorry, oops, just oh, knocking oh, over. Oh, so oh. Lucky that was empty. Sorry, Sorry folks, we've almost had an emergency it's with right. a coffee cup. You can all stop cup. coming, we've fixed it. Yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's really good. Then it goes through the awful HIV crisis of the 80s and how that yep. was portrayed on television mm. and then activism and how activists got involved in television and then the gay producers and directors of TV shows cleverly got messages out through other things so there was a tv series called designing women and they pretty much said that everything that came out of the designing women's characters mouths were what would be coming out of lgbt activists right. mouths okay. yep. and similarly with the golden girls and it's just beautiful television it's made by apple it must have cost it's got everybody in it it's got mm. oprah and um Doogie Howser and Wanda Sykes and Armstead lots Morpin. of Armstead Morpin. Yeah, mm. it's it's just beautifully done. It's absolutely captivating. I only cried about three times in it. Oh, okay. But it's really beautiful. Highly recommended. Worth signing up to Apple Plus TV thingamy just I, to watch it. I got a new phone and I think I got it with my phone. So I yes. should probably use that um, yeah. before that all expires. Yeah, definitely do it because it's absolutely – I mean, the Morning Wars thing isn't – I was bored – but this is really good. And one more great. Can I do another great up telly? Can I just get you to hold this for a minute? Because I just need to make... You need to cough again. You're going to cough into your elbow. No, 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 no. It just noticed that the laptop is plugged in, but it's actually, it's not charging. So I just need to investigate. She's technically gifted, so it'll be fine. Well, oh, well, that'll be because it's not actually plugged in properly. See? I'm brilliant. I told you we were gifted. There we go. Much better. So yeah, it's charging now. Yep. Okay. We can't do anything without notes. No. Um, more grown-up TV. 
um, I'm a closet rev head. Um, there's a thing on Netflix called Formula One Drive to Survive. It's two seasons and it's in-depth behind the scene of the Formula One racing teams and how the drivers are chosen where they come from and then what they have to do to maintain their positions there's actually only 20 cars on a starting grid there's only 10 teams with two drivers each and i you did tell me about this a week or so ago and you hooked me in because i wouldn't ordinarily see something like this but uh, when you mentioned jerry halliwell i thought yeah maybe maybe this is something i would watch so yes so her husband (laughs) is christian horner and he is the head of the red bull racing team and that team's actually got four cars because they've got a red bull car and they've got a a toro something car like a second string Mm. but he's very much in it and he's actually seems really nice right okay but she's terribly posh Yes, yes, there's, there's yes. a kitchen scene and she's, she's, I think she's serving breakfast in, in a, a white Chanel suit or something oh, like that. Yeah, like we all do. Yeah, mm. quite. But it's, it's very good. Even if you're not into Formula One, it's just very interesting watching how these young boys, you know, they're, they're 19, 20, early 20s. Are, mm. if, if they don't win the races, they lose their jobs. Mm. And then they've got to try and get into another team. And they're, often their families have sacrificed everything to get yeah. them to, to get them there they've come up through racing go-karts yep. and the next level and the next level but I, it's beautiful television i guess it's a bit like a lot of elite sport right you know yes. their parents just sacrifice everything and then it's kind of that do or die yep. you know whether they get into a team or not and then if they don't then it's kind of like what do they do then and this is even more diluted than because that there's because there's, few, 20, few there's 20 yeah. cars on the grid yeah it's crazy i mean they do race I, I you sort of seems like formula one you know it comes into australia it's been cancelled for next week but it comes into because australia the but they race about. pretty much every single weekend except december january february mm. they have them all over the world so it's all consuming but mm-hmm. it's very good okay. um Rubbish. Can I do rubbish? Oh, RuPaul started. We're up to episode three. I haven't seen it yet. I need to catch up. The husband fairy isn't like he's not really that keen to get into it. So it's it's one of those ones that I have to book some time in for myself to watch without him. It's the first episode didn't thrill me. I thought it was a bit long and boring. And then the second episode was very good. Of course, there's the queens that walk in and go, Oh, I'm not really a seamstress. Or, Oh, I can't learn curry. It's like, why would you go on to that show Idiots. when you can't sew and can't follow choreography? Idiots. Doesn't Michelle Visage say you have to be able to sew and she hates when people can't yeah, sew? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, then they turn up in a bodysuit and they get into trouble. Mm-hmm. But there was a hoo-ha about this one. Oh, I love a hoo-ha. Yeah, a hoo-ha Why? because one of the queens on it had done naughty things and had been catfishing. Oh. I didn't even know. That doesn't, that doesn't mean sitting on the side of a river with a rod catching or, fish. Or getting some or, fish to bring in some cats. Yeah, bringing cats. No. Catching so a cat? Catching some fish? cat fishing. No. I didn't even know what cat fishing was. So basically this this Isn't gentleman when you pretend to be someone else yeah. on, online and then you sort of reel people into a romantic relationship and then kind of yeah, well, he's actually admitted it and apologized so what this one whose name can, i can't even remember the person's name anyone that's watched we can it never remember know, any of their names sherry pie cherry pie could be cherry pie it might not even be cherry pie anyway <laughs> someone I did, and in when the episode i read about it before it started and we i should probably say spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet 
No, no, yes. no, but no, but it's, it's, come, it's up? come up. No, but there's been no. Ah. There's been. This is separate to the show, okay. so it, it came out just before. He pretends to be a Broadway casting agent and gets gentlemen. Get out. Yep. And emails the them back with some forwards and no, no, gets gentlemen to do sexy things on camera and send oh. him the videos as part of 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 the process of getting them um, roles on Broadway. And I think seven or eight people have come out and said this has happened. So is he, she still in the series? I guess they are. Yes, it's but all there's been, been the only thing that wouldn't have been filmed is the finale, and he, mm. whatever we don't know whether yeah, they make it where far. they come, but they all the queens are in the finale, but he's not going to be in the finale. I'm saying he, I should be saying she, she because even though he she is a really horrible person. We still have to, you know, mm. she, this drag queen. Mm. But I didn't like her. I hated her anyway. Oh, good. Excellent. Didn't like so her. So you had your hate yeah. Yeah, directed towards like the right yeah, people. Yeah, I didn't like her Brilliant. At all. Well done. Um, anything else? Love is Blind on Netflix is a dating show. You probably won't like it that much because it's, it's not, not trash trashy and drama. Oh, not too much yeah. trash and not too, too much drama. Okay, well, I won't put that on the list. But it's really quite interesting. They've got two Big Brother-style apartments, one full of girls, one full of boys. They're all from the Atlanta region. Region, which Netflix seems to be needing lots of stuff in Atlanta. Maybe mm. they've got a regional office there. Mm. Don't know. Tax breaks. Tax breaks. Yeah, maybe it's cheap. Mm. And they date each other for a week in pods where they can't see each other. So they all sort of go into these cubicles with sounds like something a bit sordid something yeah. like on Oxford and Street well, they, a special place where yeah well that's exactly what it's like and they what? talk through a what, glory what hole call, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call glass that you can't see through oh one way glass o, like opaque or something like yeah, misty, opaque. misty, like old-fashioned bathroom oh, right. glass. So it's not even just one way; it's it's neither way. Yeah, yeah, it's like a wibbly wobbly glass. Okay, they yeah. can like, see a reflection sort of, behind sort of, yeah, it. Yeah, I guess opaque or translucent. Yeah, like oh, wibbly wobbly bathroom glass. <laughs> yeah, right. And they talk to each other. They do all this speed dating, and they kind of have minutes there. Then it gets longer and longer, and then they work out who they're connecting so if with. So they, if they shut their eyes halfway, can they then see through the wibbly wobbly glass what the person really looks like? No, oh, okay. they can't. Right. They can't. It's a shame. But they. They are in there and then they gradually make connections with people and then they can go and have dates with that person again and have longer and longer time together. Right. And I'm by the end of this. the week yeah. by the end of the week, if you feel that the connection is strong enough, they propose and then when oh. they can propose, they then see, see each one other. Another. Uh-huh. Then of Do you the get to, uh, so some people quite shocked by what they see. There's no ugly people in it. Ah, okay. Well, that's yeah. You know, there's there's no that well, that was one of, of my comments. Yeah. That's so they're cheating. they're all they're you know, super and I'm attractive. sure they're not all super attractive, but I'm sure attractive they've enough. all got other motives for wanting to be in it. They've right. got um as they would they're, say they're in the Bachelor, people. not the right reasons. Definitely not the right, right. reasons. Right. So of the maybe twenty people that went in, I think there's probably. Yeah, so there have been ten couples, and I reckon five couples hooked up. Then they get to meet each other, and then they were immediately flown to some lush resort in Mexico for a week, and mm-hmm. they had to share a room, and then right. they investigate stuff. And then some, you know, I won't say what happens beyond that, but it's it was it wasn't as dramatic as all that stuff because even though they're all in the resort together, and there was a little bit of drama, but very little. None of that. The drama wasn't Created. set up to create, yep. which is yep. what I think happens in Married at First no, Sight and think? The Batchy. Do you think? Yeah. Really? So it doesn't have that. So it's 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 mindless and trashy, but not mindless and trashy enough right. for you to like. So just trashy enough for you to enjoy. Yeah. 
So yeah, okay, right. I, I quite enjoyed it. Okay. I'm gonna do. Can I do one more, and then you can edit me out? Okay. Brilliant. Everything's going to be okay. Josh Thomas's new series. Mm. Um, is it on Netflix or Stan? Could You're be asking on Stan. the wrong person. Absolutely beautiful. Josh Thomas, Australian gangly dorky guy. Um, did the TV show Please Like Me, which mm. was on ABC, that I think was quite popular. Yeah, and one then of this our is... friends is a little bit obsessed with him. Hello, Jasmine. Oh, hi, Jasmine. Oh, yeah, she bumped into him in Palms one she night. She did, and she wanted to get a picture, and he sort of, he said, look, thanks very much, but please don't take a photo because then everyone will want one, I think. That's something, yeah. Words to that effect. So I think he was sweet, but he just sort of went, oh, no photos, thanks. It's fair yeah. enough. Not if you're palms, if you're palms flinging your arms around to chain reaction, I, I wouldn't want. <laughs> I wouldn't want a photo taken of me either. But if you even though I have it, had many, yes. <laughs> but oh. if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's beautiful and warm and gorgeous and so clever and hits on so many things about gay life and growing up and autism and kooky things mm. that happen. And it's he's just. a Brilliant, brilliant writer, and okay. I, th- I think he must be a magical person. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll stop now. Your turn. Okay. Well, I was going to talk about sex education, and I think you were the one. Well, you were one of the people who yeah. mentioned it, and so I just thought we were looking around for a new series and started to watch it. And I do remember you putting both hands over your face and saying, "Oh my God, there's so many like graphic sex scenes in it." You yeah. Have to kind I think of I watch through it your fingers. Kids. Yeah. Yep. And I would agree with that. But it's kind of done in a way that is really funny. It's um, So the basic premise, I mean, you know the premise of it. It is that it's set in a, a beautiful rural um, school in England, sort of semi-posh sort of area. It's not – it's kind, yeah. of, kind of posh-ish Yes, yeah, it's, it's not metro. It's sort of, no. you know, probably regional town. Yeah, and um, the main character, Otis, his, um, he's got some issues with um, – First of all, he's a virgin and he can't masturbate, so he's got some issues there. And his mother is a sex therapist, an overly nosy and kind of meddling sex therapist. And then he he has a, a friend at school called Maeve, and they kind of get together to run a business, which is that he's going to be the sex therapist for all these teens that have these issues with their, their sex lives. So there's an awful lot of talk about sex that I don't That's remember so when funny. I was a teenager at school. That, no. And then obviously there's, you know, you just suspend your disbelief with a lot of it, but it's um it's but kind of done. I think sex has changed because of internet. They're doing it differently? Well, yeah, because I think that the, <laughs> the stuff that the kids at this age are p- p- apparently doing, I don't think I even knew existed. I don't but think. they see it all I don't think I I know it exists at the moment. Well, we see it. We've watched porn on YouTube. (laughs) That's true, but we didn't know what we were watching. We didn't know what they were doing. But I think they see it and then wonder why it doesn't work for them Mm. or no one wants to do it with them. Yeah, so the the characters are pretty fabulous and we love Eric... The oh, gay friend. Dirty, <gasps> dirty pig. Oh, my God. He's so beautiful. He's got the most beautiful smile. He's got a beautiful character. He rocks his own style. He wears crazy bright colours. Is he out gay from the beginning? I don't. Uh, I can't remember. It's so long ago. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think he's sort of. He's I thought, flamboyant he, I think he comes out sort of or he's outed or, you know, just everyone knows that he's gay because of who he is and the way he dresses. I think mm. it's one of those. Yeah. Things where he doesn't actually come out. It's a T-shirt that says "I am gay." Yeah, that one. Yeah. So that is um, that's really wonderful. I'm really enjoying that. And also the other thing that I'm kind of obsessed with is so the the main character Maeve, the main female character Maeve, she's played by Emma McKay. 
Who is budget slash discount Margot Robbie? Yeah, like, she, she is. You're right. So much like Margot Robbie, I just can't stop looking at her. And so I've even got to the point where I've gone onto Google Images to have a look at pictures of her and put in Margot Robbie, Emma McKay, and some people have done that half half of each of their face mm. and put them together. It's the same fucking person. Wow. I swear to God. Yeah, I bet they haven't been seen in the same room together. Yeah, could be. Could yeah. be her doing um, Brit drama. And it's a funny one. I've watched it with my teens, yes. and it is. It's uncomfortable but mm. hilariously funny, yes. especially yep. you were just mentioning before the opening of oh. season two. <laughs> Basically a montage of um, Otis masturbating, just yeah. like a long montage just set to music. The other thing I really like about it is even though it's set in the present, it, it's yeah, just it 80s old. music. Yeah. Well, there's 80s music played uh-huh. all the way through it. It's just kind of exclusively 80s music, which I love, of course. Cause, I didn't even notice Yeah, that. no. So that is Sex Education on Netflix. And then the other thing I binged over Christmas, which was a bit late to the party, but I'm late to the party on many things, Fleabag. Mm-hmm. So did we talk about this on a podcast or What's not? What's her name? Phoebe Wallace Waller-Bridge. something. Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. We might have done. I started watching it, but I watched it when it was closer. on. Sorry. Sorry. I started watching it when it was on iView. And yes, iView and is so stupid. I and I clicked on it and presumed that it would take me to the ep- the first episode that I hadn't watched, no, but I started from episode five. Yeah. And so I watched episode five and was completely confused. And then I went back to episode one and that was rubbish because I knew what had happened by episode five. Well, I can't remember. I th- seem to think that I watched it backwards as well. Mm. And then I think after watching it backwards, I was like cross-eyed confused and just went, what just happened? And then I started to watch it the other way, except that the problem was I'd already got rid of episodes one to five or something. So mm. I was only watching from episode six or some, whatever it was yeah. it just was it was a bit confusing so because I've got an Amazon Prime membership now because I just I wanted to watch a couple of other things we watched it properly and then watched season two and I really love season two oh, did, you watch, did you watch season? no oh, I watched, season two is fantastic I watched some of them I love her to camera stuff yes because yeah. it's very that whole breaking of the fourth wall which is what they call in the business yes yeah, I quite like that. It's a bit funny in, in the beginning, but you kind of get used to it and then you almost you really mm. enjoy it. The second season is brilliant because you it's a bit more stable in the sense that she has a relationship and you really come to like not only her but the male character. Okay. And then you come to also understand why she is the way she is a bit more and she even talks about it. So it just gets more into the characters. It's beautifully done and the characters are really very likable, I think. Even the like they're all weird and they're all they're all incredibly kooky and they have this really weird relationship. The two girls have the weird relationship with their dad. Right. Um, but yeah, you can kind of see why and oh and Olivia the Crown, the Crown Coleman. Yeah, Olivia Coleman plays their stepmother. Ah. And she's hideous. She's absolutely hideous. And she has that beautiful smile that is normally a beautiful smile, but it's so sickly sweet and just kind of evil in this. She's brilliant. So anyway. Yeah, sounds like a yeah, I had love that. Um I think 2.0 mentioned to me that... 2.0 gets a big plug in this podcast, doesn't it? Because he's special. I know. (laughs) Well, his mother thinks he's special. Yeah, he does. Um, does. Mentioned that there's another Phoebe Wallace, what's her name? Phoebe Wallabridge. Doco, um, TV show 
that's also really good oh. that I can't remember what it's called. Great. So I might Thanks Google that. that and come back. On Apparently the it's really good and it is why available and it's really funny. What? You keep talking. I, I'll I was Google. just about to say, why don't you do that now and I'll just keep talking. Okay, you talk. So our next, after Fleabag, I've got The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which <gasps> is also on Amazon Prime. Oh, my wordy lordy me, Janelle. Yeah. Athena put us onto that. It's amazing. So beautifully done. The script is amazing. It's set in 1950s New York. A crashing. It's Sorry, we're crashing. going back to crashing. Sorry. Phoebe Wallerbridge. Yeah. Okay, great. It's got 94% on something. Rotten so Tomatoes. Okay. But yeah, apparently it's very, 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 very good as well. Okay, there brilliant. Thanks, Sorry. 2.0, for interrupting my marvellous Mrs. Maisel review. Mm. Anyway, sit in the sit in the 1950s. This uh, gorgeous, gorgeous woman who has the most unbelievable wardrobe oh, ever. The hats and the coats oh, and the shoes oh, and the dresses. Everything, all of it, all of it, all of it. She is married to a guy who wants to be a comedian. She's basically very supportive of him, goes out to all the clubs with him, writes half his jokes, I think, mm-hmm. then reviews him at the end and basically goes through in her little notebook and tells him where he went wrong and what he could do better. And then he leaves her for someone else and then she basically decides, she gets drunk one night and basically goes out and goes to a club and ends up on stage. And it's about her becoming a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. in New York. And, oh, my God, her parents are just hilarious. Yes. They're hilarious Jewish parents. And I don't know, it's just, it's so visually beautiful. And it's different as well. Yeah. It's quite a different, I mean, she's a not a woman of her time. No, and that's what's so wonderful about it. But anyway, visually stunning. I loved Really it. beautifully written. The characters are and amazing. different, unusual, different. Nice, unusual, nice, different, yeah. nice. Um, the other thing I binged over Christmas, because I did do a lot of TV viewing, was Glow, G-L-O-W, on Netflix. Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. Wrestling. Yes, so it's set in the 80s in LA about a new TV show that's going to be about wrestling ladies who have no wrestling background. Some of them are actresses. Some of them are just – it's just a real mishmash of people that turn up to this thing and end up being in this wrestling show. And again, There's a lot of back to front leotard G string things in it. Remind, re- reminiscent yes. of my days at Broadway Gym in the, the um, 90s. Le- <laughs> yeah, up the bum leotards, as my friend used to call them, and shiny tights and leg warmers and Headbands. side ponytails. So, yeah, set in the 80s, lots of 80s fashion, lots of 80s music, another character driven show, would you say? Yes, it is it's lovely. I've, I've watched bits of it. I just, you know, in I fact, in season anything. three. There's barely any wrestling in it at all. It's all about the characters. Are they when is that are they in Las Vegas? Yes, that's when they go to Las Vegas and they have a show. Yeah. Yes. There's barely any wrestling. I, I watch this stuff and then immediately forget Gone? it. Yeah. Just in the delete no. yeah. in the delete bin. Yeah. Then Docos on Netflix, Miss Americana, <gasps> Taylor Swift documentary. So good. You didn't even used to be a Swifty, did no, you? No, but after watching that she is magnificent Isn't she? and intelligent yep. and Yep. That's why I was and pushing that album on you. Not only was yeah. it great music, I think she just won an award for it as well. Was she like the top Billboard seller of the year or something for that album? She's she's won something very recently for it. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I was brilliant. blown away yep. by her um, that she's so much in control of what she's doing. Yes. And ev- every step of the way it's measured and her agony – of going through making her political statements mm-hmm. about stuff, um, weighing that up against the Dixie Chicks and yep. under the pressure to yep. say, and all the label sweet people and saying, pretty, don't say anything. Up. Yeah, don't say anything. Don't say anything. The other thing I thought it gave a really amazing insight into, which we kind of all know, but 
the fact that all that social media shit, when the tide turns and then suddenly, you know, all of the trolls come out and they just say it's just like a barrage of negativity and bullying mm. and just hideousness, yeah. how it actually affects someone like that. She's, she's a person like yeah. everyone else. And, you know, you've seen you know, high-profile suicides through the media and you understand that actually that really does have an impact and particularly on someone like an artist, mm. you know, someone creative who's putting themselves out there and pretty vulnerable, people just forget that there's a person at the end of that, that would, Twitter even handle. Even just the tiny, tiny little things like she gets criticised for not having a bum. The reason she yes. hasn't got a bum is because she's skinny because the week before they've told her she's fat yeah. and she looks like she's pregnant so she starves mm-hmm. and she admits she doesn't actually say she eating had an disorder. eating disorder but well, she is very she heavily did. implied. Yeah. So she was starving herself mm-hmm. because people said she looked fat. Then they were criticising that she didn't have a bum so she would, would eat some more yeah. and, and she's never going to be you, – you can't – you can't please everyone. No, I mean, you can and, never and, please and everyone. actually, she's stunning. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's beautiful and talented and really tall smart. and stunning and gorgeous. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But I guess when she goes above a size zero, people consider that she's fat. But it's not even that. Remember the whole post-Kanye thing and then there was all the, you know, backwards and forwards mm. b- between the Kardashians and Kanye West and them saying, well, she said this and they said that and then suddenly that just the massive tide turned against her about she's a liar and she's a cheat and she only does stuff for publicity. Mm. and oh, the taped phone just, call and all that yeah, stuff. Just yeah, just awful. And then just her basically dropping out for a year and then going on to write Lover. And what also really surprised me was just her and that guy sitting down in a studio inside her house mm. i thought that there would be teams of writers yeah. i thought all there'd be her banging in, it out on the piano yeah i know or just having stuff on her iphone going listen to this like what about this bit and maybe we can do some lyrics yeah. to this and just watching the we songwriting could probably process do that. we're very gifted and talented i think we could do that yeah yeah we Excellent should try writing singers. a song mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay maybe not Okay, so we talked a lot about that. So I'm glad I got you onto being a Swifty. Yeah, I was absolutely blown away by her. I was expecting it to be... Because I was super unimpressed with the Gaga one. I am a Gaga fan. And I, I... the, the, I can't even remember what the Gaga one was called. Um, uh, five, five foot, foot two. two. Yeah. yeah. She at the, at the end of that one, I kind of didn't like her because I got the impression that no one didn't agree with her about anything. No, you know what? I think you you had a different take on it to me. My take on it was because there was one bit. I think it was towards the end where she just said, um, you know, I've got people in my face the whole day telling me what to do and telling me what to say and just think mm. and what to wear and da 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 And not that she doesn't have a say in it, but, you know, just people in her face the whole time. And then she said at the end of the day, everyone leaves my apartment and you get to see through that process that she's a prisoner in that mm. apartment. And then she said there's no noise whatsoever and everyone's gone. And I just thought actually it really looks fucking lonely being that but no but being that famous and not being able to leave your apartment and I don't know I just I also thought the other thing that grated on me is she wrote an album for her dad's sister that died before she was born or something Mm. and it looked to me like the whole family was really uncomfortable about her doing it. Her and grandma looked a little bit uncomfortable by it just said look she's dead now honey you just you know yeah it it was almost like Gaga had made the auntie out to be 
this massive moment in everybody's life and she was gone and and and, and it wasn't everyone had, anyway but whatever I, I yeah i just think she was struggling for meaning actually she was mm. she'd d- done so much pop that she wanted to do something really different and and doing something different like that was just not what people were going to expect i don't know i think she, i think she was struggling for meaning mm. struggling for something in her life to write about something a bit tragic yeah and i just kind of latched a bit wankery. yeah okay fair enough i still love her yeah, I still – I think she's super-duper talented, but, yeah. Anyway, docos. Okay, and then finally, yes, the Dolly Parton documentary. Loved it. Do you, do you know what – is it called? I can't remember what it's called. I, I'll Google Dolly, it. Dolly Parton something. Is it called Dolly Parton oh, I Doco? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm sure it's you, not. You I'm talk, sure it's Google. not called the Dolly Parton Doco. Um, yeah, what an amazing woman. I, mean, I was listening yeah. to that uh, Dolly Parton's America podcast, and even just the documentary, you just see even more of it, just how she was just – such a trailblazer, such such a talent, incredible songwriting. Just, I don't know. I'm sort of lost for words on her. I just, I just didn't have the admiration before, and now I think she's just an incredible force of nature. And a little, I, I will draw a, a parallel between her and a little bit with the Taylor Swift thing, like so considered in everything she does mm. and going on. Whether you listen, she's it, totally it was more different. in. Yeah, but it was more in the politics thing. That's why Dolly won't talk about yeah. it, and she's got. And they call it Dolly Ticks. It's in, <laughs> Love it. Maybe it's more in the podcast you than sure the it's TV Dolly, show. Dolly Tits. Polly Dolly Tits. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. I think it's called Dolly Part. Oh no, Dolly Parton's Heartstrings was this awful no, thing. You talked, oh, no, about, that's terrible. you talked about that one already. And yeah, I no, already no, 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 gonna, no, no, it's, it's, no, 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 no. It's shocking. Else, Do, did you put in documentary in your? Yeah, thing? I did. Okay, well, look, maybe we'll just maybe let they're her. they're pushing the heartstrings stuff because mm. it's so bad. It's like reading. Um, it's like watching a Hallmark Hallmark cards. Yeah, no, shocking. Awful. Awful. Okay, well, maybe we'll just come to, back to that and we'll just put that in the notes. No, I don't know. Heartstring. No, no, it's not heartstrings. Everything's coming up as heartstrings, and I've written Dolly Parton. Netflix. Look I've it up. Documentary. Look it up, folks. It's a Dolly Parton documentary. I just failed. I didn't write documentary. I can't, write, I can't believe you didn't do that. Well, I did, and then it deleted. It was it a fault. Forget it's not coming up. A Dolly Parton documentary is coming to Netflix. That's great. Excellent. So look, we'll move on. Podcasts. You wanted to talk about. Oh, Rosie Waterland, who used to do the recaps of all the Batchy stuff. Yes. Really funny. She has changed her just the gist now into a different topic every week, so you get just the gist of it. Right. So one of them was Henry VIII's wives. Oh, Quite... and is that driven by the musical that was on recently? I don't know. I, I just think she's been fa- she's got fascinations about stuff that she, as a teenager, she used to be obsessed right. with. Okay. So that Henry VIII's wives was one of them. Mm. See, again, I have a brain that doesn't retain anything anymore. Neither do I. I have to write everything water. down. Um, so the other one was the Bella girl that said she'd cured cancer by oh, eating Bell, healthy. Yes, Bill Gibson. Yep. I actually had her freaking her her app. And I had followed her because, you know, in my previous life I was kind of into healthy food and healthy living and I'd following a few different people. And she was one of the people I was following. Right. And well, I do remember going into her app and trying to cook a couple of things and thinking, oh, this this base for this particular tart is particularly crumbly and doesn't work very well. No wonder. She had no fucking idea what she was doing. She had other people writing them. She had Apple. Right. Pay, Apple yeah, no, gave her a shed load of money. Wow. So to I, put, that app was going to be on every single phone sold 
by wow. people. And then, so, so what was that one called? So that's the Bella one. And then right. there's another lady whose name I don't know mm-hmm. who did a very similar thing in America around a, a – oh I, should, I should have written proper notes mm. – blood teching. So she oh. convinced the Silicon yes, Valley people – Yes, 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 I know about her too. I've forgotten the, the name. Yeah, yeah so yeah, she yeah, convinced yeah. Silicon Valley and that she, was, she had this – idea and this thing that worked for taking blood and checking something and then she got given all of this money to do whatever this diva lackey was it was going to be in all these walmart stores so she had investors investing billions in stuff that they never said and it just didn't exist yes vaporware yep I know. I can't remember her name, but she's really famous. Yes, and bazillions of dollars. Yes, absolutely. And she was, like, you know, in Time magazines or all yeah. those sort of lists. It of, could have been know. Elizabeth, maybe. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. You're going to Google but you could, No, I'm not no, going to Google it because I type the wrong thing in right. and then it doesn't give me the answer. Right. So there's lots of – so she, it's quite a broad thing. So they're the only ones I can right. remember. Henry VIII's wives. The, I'm possibly more interested in Belle Gibson. And the, what was it, the something pantry? The whole pantry, I think, was her app. Yeah, um, I can't. Yeah, she's, um I think, because she was she was found guilty of yeah of certain things. I don't know if it was fraud, because fraud, I think, you go to jail, but she had to pay back something like 400 and something Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. Is that, and, and actually, there's there, so her name was Elizabeth Holmes, mm. and J-Lo, no, Jay Lawrence, Jay Law, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> right. Is about to play her in a movie. Right. So that's and there was a Monica Lewinsky one. Ah. Um, oh, Lorena oh, Bobbitt oh, one. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So I think Lee Sales would be quite interested in this. I know that she's got a bit of a thing for Monica Lewinsky. Yes, they, they shared a taxi to the airport together. Yes, that's so these right. are the Bachelorette okay, ones. Okay. No. They're really interesting okay. because Rosie, through her kind of slightly dysfunctional life, obviously kind of she's a self you know self self admitted gets heavily focused in yeah. this stuff mm. so it's okay. uh no, and she was obsessed so she does the whole oh the funny one was what is the actual plot of cats <laughs> which is quite enough, funny is it? but there's um yeah so that's an entertaining hour mm. and i forgot one more oh yes dolly there's another potty which is an english girl called dolly alderton and it's called love stories i've listened to a few there's a really lovely stanley tucci is that his name really know. famous if you see a picture of him you'll know and there's a gorgeous lily allen allen one mm. kind of about their love lives and things around that but they're it's just a so really it's not fiction. no 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 it's a really intelligent interview of people not talking about your normal stuff that you interview people on right it's just nice and gentle and nice right nice Right. I've done way too much talking. I'm going okay. to shut up now. No. Yes, if. Um, so my potties that I was oh, I'm going listening to, to bit, of I course you are. See, how long did that take? Ten yeah. seconds. Not even yeah. ten seconds. So the Dolly Parton's America podcast that I mentioned before, I listened to maybe three or four of those. I found them really interesting, but then I think I got I sort of got swallowed up by the Mardi Gras hole, so I wasn't listening to them very often. And because I live quite close to the office, I literally live like 10 or 12 minutes walk away, so I just don't have enough time to get into long and involved podcasts. So I didn't listen to the rest. And also on four times speed, like our friends do with us. Yeah, Grobin does that, doesn't he? Grobin is... Gavin and Robin, yeah, they yeah they listen to us on double time I think because they've got a short <laughs> commute. Uh, now chat ten looks three. Lee Sales spoke at length I think in her previous podcast and then the current podcast about a podcast called Strong Songs by Kirk Hamilton. And Strong Songs 
uh, is basically, so Kirk Hamilton is quite musically knowledgeable, musician, I imagine. Mm -hmm. And he pulls apart a song and explains why it's such a good song. So he'll get a popular song. So his first one that he does in the whole series is Toto's Africa. I love that song. Everyone loves this song and it's had a resurgence and no one really understands why. It was, you could never admit to liking it back in the day when it first it came, came out. Yeah. It was like a really daggy song, but yeah, I still but remember so it good. being on top of the pops and yep. the tent and the Africa thing. Yep. And you had to pretend that you didn't like it because it was daggy. so uncool. Yeah. But so he pulls it apart and then he'll go through like the chord progressions and he'll explain what it is about those particular chords or even just the words and then the layering of harmonies or the call and response in a mm. in in the song so it actually gives you a really like really changes your the way you listen to music you know if you are present then mm. you can listen to a song and just think oh okay I wonder how this is arranged I wonder you know you start listening to different levels of harmonies and different noises and rhythms and stuff so and the other thing that I really like about him is that you can tell he's smiling when he's talking. Oh, right. So I was thinking, I wonder if we I'm should smile. I wonder if we should smile more <laughs> when we're talking because you can actually hear it in his voice. And so he's obviously not only incredibly passionate about what he says, he obviously, you know, it, it makes him really happy just talking about it because he obviously likes the songs that he's talking about. So should we smile more? Do you think yeah, we'll get more followers if we, if we smile? I, d I was actually aware when I was doing that bit about the television I watched that I was kind of droning on a bit. So maybe I would sound less <laughs> droney on if I droned on with a smiley yeah, face. Yeah, maybe we should try and smile. So anyway, it's a great... Oh. Yes, no, that's, I think that's a grimace. <laughs> so he's really lovely. Kirk Hamilton has a particular way of speaking is it and American? smiling. He is smiling. I think he's from Indiana. Right. Maybe. That is in America, right? It, that is America. And yeah, he just basically will go through songs and it's it's lovely. It's a really lovely... It's only 20 minutes an episode. So well, I highly I listened that. to that Chats 10 episode and I know Lee went on and on about it but she was obviously she's obviously musical she's music and singing nerd. and it was she was it's probably the most wrapped up in something that she'd been she was absolutely activated mm -hmm. by it yeah she loves a bit of musical theatre um but yeah, she got. Did she get as excited by Disgraceland? <gasps> they were really into it, and so I, I thought it was going to be a document. So Disgraceland, they said, oh, it's great. It tells you all about these bad things that bands have done, and like then Mick I, Jagger I or, yeah, yeah, Mick Jagger or ACDC or Rolling yeah. Stones and Keith Richards. I thought it would be really quite funny. So I flicked onto it and saw that there was a Whitney one, mm -hmm. and it was just tabloid yeah, shit. I want you to do your impression of it. Was like. And as the night fell, Whitney, high on crack cocaine, decided to, you know, and it was, it was, it, it sounds, was just it like reading a, it was, it was like reading a Daily Mail. Yeah. It was just like trash journalism with this silly voice. And then my son's into that gangstery music stuff and mm. he was really into this guy called XXXTentacion who Is that was, how you really say it? Yeah. Right, Tentacion. Yeah, I think it's just X to his mate. Right, okay. And he got murdered in his car, you know, driving a million dollar car okay. with a million dollars worth of cash in the car and he got mm. shot through the windscreen. Mm -hmm. And again, it was the same. It was just like cringeable. It was like listening to... What did you say before? Like a, a supermarket? Oh, the Hallmark card. Yeah, or supermarket. No, supermarket. Oh, the supermarket novels. Yeah, supermarket so it was fiction. like the trashy version of a sexy, trashy novel. Yeah. It's horrible. Don't Is listen that, to it. Or that it could be funny at like 3 a.m. after you've 
come from a club with no, some friends. It's horrible. Not even. No, oh, okay. it's horrible. I don't know. I I would, not even funny. That would be the one time. Bad I, funny. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I might have to write a letter to them and tell them that it was a shit okay. recommendation. I'm sure they'll love that. Yeah. Yeah. Get on. Get on Apple and yeah. write a shit review. No, don't do that. <laughs> she won't be doing that because we don't do that sort of thing. No, I'd never and do it. And people don't do that to us. Yeah, it was just. I thought it was a really odd thing. Either I picked two really poor episodes. You might have. I don't know. Maybe give one more a go in your no, daily commute. Dead not, to me. Not even. Okay. Right. Well, that's that's our list of potties. We're going on to music now. Yeah, definitely. We'll do. We, we have a, This can be a four-hour podcast. Jolby has a new podcast, as does DJ Nate. Yep. And they are both their Mardi Gras. They're banging Mardi Gras sets from the Horton mm. Pavilion recently, and it was. I must say, it was a bit of a thrill to have a couple yeah. of people that we love and know quite well and we also know what it meant to them to get that gig it was kind of dream come true stuff. dream come true to play main room at mardi gras and they both nailed it yeah so um joel's is called mardi gras live live from 2020 sydney gay and lesbian mardi gras party and that came out i think a few days ago 7th of march um itunes podomatic spotify etc yep it's really, really good. It is. And then Nate, his is called Sydney Mardi Gras 2020, set from The Horden. Mm. And again, another recent podcast drop, but that is also brilliant. So definitely give that one a listen. And the other thing I wanted to mention is G's House Sessions. I think I've mentioned it before on a potty. I don't think this person, I don't know who it is, I, and I think I've mentioned that before too, I don't know who this person is. They're not getting a lot of love. There's one review on it. It's someone called 1846 Lisa P. Oh, I wonder who that, that is. Yeah, so one review and I think two ratings, and the music is actually really, really, really super good. So the latest one is March 2020. Get on to G's, G apostrophe S. Oh, we did joke about sessions. that before, didn't yeah, we? we not, did. not J-E-E-Z. No, exactly. It's G apostrophe S, and it's really, really good. I think we should almost, like, because we're hashtag influencers. Should we go and be best friends with him? I think we, what we should at least try and do is get some some listeners to have a listen to it and then maybe go on and do some rating and a review because, like I said, I think this person just needs a bit more love and they need to be – they come up in people's search a bit more. I don't know. Mm. Just try and give them some love because, yeah, they. I just want them to keep going because I really like their music. Excellent. The other people that I wanted to mention are the the DJs who were at the Mardi Gras pool party, and they were all exceptional. It was it was a very good party. Of course it was, because I ran it. I well, I know, but it was producer. it would have been fun even if you hadn't been oh, there. That's nice, thanks. No, it was. They were all of them were bang on. They it were. Was a, it was a great party and it was beautifully run. Of course, thank you. So we had DJ Alex Taylor. We had Christy Jade, who's relatively new on the scene but is amazing Jolby, Hayley Marie and Colin Gaff so if you're looking for some great music look them up find them on your favorite music platform and give them all a listen and a lot of love because they're all terrific so books have you read any no I haven't read a book I couldn't even I used to read on my kindle all the time and then Mm. the other day I think chats 10 they recommended a book and I thought I'll read that I can't even find my kindle Yeah. It's been that long. And, yeah, I was thinking that I might read a book. Netflix stole my literacy. So, yes, books, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is actually, no, it's really good. It's really accessible. It's not terribly preachy. It just kind of starts, the whole premise is uh, we shouldn't be giving as many fucks as we do Mm, about mm. things. We should save our fucks for the things that matter. Mm-hmm. I was in Europe for Devon and Shalini's wedding. Mm-hmm. I bought it in a bookshop in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. 
Because it had it was orange, and I was in Amsterdam, and that's and obviously the Dutch the colour, and it had fuck in the title. I think Mister Seventeen, nearly eighteen, has read it. Okay, good. Well, and then it's, now it's back on my bed, and I look you at it every day. It. I you leave it on my it. bed just so people think that I read. <laughs> And that you don't give a fuck. And that I don't give a fuck. Do. Oh, no, actually, you do give a lot of fucks about things sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe you should read it, love. Okay. Yeah, Netflix might get really upset if I read in bed at night rather than watching telly. All right. So movies watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the other night, the Tarantino flick. Worth the watch? Yes, because I quite like Tarantino. Mm, me I too. I thought, though, it was probably half an hour too long. I did hear that from yeah. other people. And I think, you know, he does get a little bit self-indulgent sometimes. There's scenes where, because it's about a Western actor in Hollywood in the 60s, so 1969, I think it is. So he's a, a Hollywood Western actor and his, base, his career is starting to tank a little bit and it's about him coming to terms with his career but then it sort of ends up being about something else. Brad Pitt is his stunt man who ends up driving him around because he lost his licence for drink driving Mm -hmm. and Margot Robbie is... She plays Sharon Tate. Ah, right. I didn't realise there was a a true life link in. Yeah, and there's quite a few characters that are meant to be real people in it as well, like uh, Roman Polanski. That's a Charles Manson Yes, yes, and the Australian actor Damien someone or other plays Mm -hmm. Charles Manson in it, very, very briefly. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, it sort of meanders. I think it's going one place and then it ends up somewhere else. And there's, yeah, there's really long scenes where Leonardo DiCaprio is an actor in a movie scene Mm. and it's quite long scenes and you're kind of on reflection thinking, did they really need to have that in there? It helps you understand the character and the journey he's going through, but I actually think it's a little bit wanky to have it in there because it doesn't need to be there. The other thing, this is trademark thing, is people having ridiculous conversations before they're about to go and kill people. Right, yeah, yeah, Uh, cheese royale. Yeah, that kind of thing. So there's a bit of that in there, which I didn't mind, but I just, I did think, oh, okay, we've seen this before. But I quite like the ending. So the ending, I think people found that a bit controversial because it's not, because whilst it sort of starts to be, look like it's, you know, based on real life events, the whole thing flips around at the end. I won't, do any spoilers okay. no no bit. yeah i might actually but, watch it tonight. yeah it's it's like i would recommend it but just start early mm. 11 o'clock no, i actually have to go soon we have to we have to I start thinking okay i'll speak really really quickly uh 1917 i thought was amazing yeah ollie movie. loved it mr 17 watched yeah. it and apps he was blown away pardon the pun oh yeah, yeah sorry world war one shot, yeah lots world of bunker one? shots world, world war one yeah lots of or was it? No. Uh, one or two. Uh, 1917. World War One. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Points to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, yeah, so the World War Two movie, 1917. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bunker shots and actually quite gruesome, you know, war stuff. And, in fact, almost worse than I've seen before. Like, it's really, mm. there's some really gruesome bits. So I got to the end and thought, look, it was it was an amazing movie. I appreciated all of the cinematography and the filmmaking and the fact that it was meant to look like it was all one big long shot and the fact that when you're in that kind of big long shot, you're very in it, quite quite close up mm-hmm. to some of the faces and what's happening in, with the action. Very, very clever. Would you call it enjoyable? Yeah, I guess it was sort of enjoyable in a weird way if you feel like you're in a war. Yeah, yeah I've, I've avoided it because I had to read um, All Quiet on the Western Front for school. Mm. And it scarred me, right. and that's set in that era. Yeah. And just the, if anyone's read All Quiet in the Western Front, it's a magnificent book. But it's again, it's so graphic of, mm. you know, horses with their bowels falling yeah, out and people like rotting. Yes. And it's just, 
I found well, it quite traumatizing. The the movie has a bit of that as mm. well, so you won't you, you wouldn't like I'll it. I'll keep I don't it. Think. I think yeah. I'll avoid that. Yeah. Parasite. Oh, we fabulous. both watched that, didn't we? Yeah, I absolutely adored it. Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb have talked about this at length, and in fact, I think Annabelle Crabb even talked about it a second time, or maybe Lee saw it first mm. and then Annabelle saw it. And she stole a lot of what I wanted to say, so I won't yeah. go over that. Bitch stole no, our words. it's outrageous. The, the whole premise of the poor family, you know, one of them gets a job in the rich family and then basically yeah. orchestrates orchestrates that members of their family getting jobs yeah. in that family and pretending not to know one another. And then you think, again, it's one of those movies where you think it's going along to almost be a comedy and then it ends Turned up into a not horror. being a comedy at all. But the other thing that they didn't really mention was that all of the characters were actually awful, weren't they? There's no one that was terribly likable. No. I didn't and, think. And it was, I came away going, well, who was the parasite? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it, you, yeah, it was. It was really and, and then there was some some the literal literal parasite stuff happening as well with the downstairs oh, bits yeah. and yeah, yeah, all of just it. Mm. yeah, it's a. It's not mind-bending, but again, unique and mm. different. Really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that whole the rich versus the poor, and it didn't it didn't um, glorify the poor people by making them seem you know they they were the people with the hearts of gold, and the rich people were the awful people. It was pretty much everyone was awful. The the rich people were just entitled and had first world problems, mm. and you know were making up drama where there wasn't any, and then the poor people were you know yeah. just being horrible yeah. to one another and getting blind drunk and yeah uh, it was just anyway I thought it was fun and then there was other bits where you're laughing and then suddenly it's like oh, no you yeah. can't laugh because you're actually realizing that something terrible's happened yeah or I, some bits we could we had to turn away from yeah. you know it almost it was it had that horror feel about it mm. yeah anyway so that was a brilliant movie and then never tear us apart I think uh the Michael Hutchins documentary loved it I've sort of been a little bit obsessed I don't know, just wanting to know what really happened, I think. You know, when there was all that conjecture when he died about was it autoeroticism and, you know, did he really kill himself? And it didn't seem to make sense at the time that someone like Michael Hutchins who, you know, had just gone into this relationship with Paula Yates and had a daughter. Yeah, and they seemed so loved her. I know. Yeah. So the whole autoeroticism thing, I was one of those people that basically believed it, the thought it must have just been something weird that happened. There was something else going on. But this really unveils yeah. what he, he went through. Himself. Well, yeah, and he had the brain injury and he wasn't the same. And then I think he and Paula were heavily into drugs, which affected them as well. And then there was all the background family stuff happening with Bob Geldof with her and her kids. And he wanted to be with her. But then, yeah, it was horrible really and it's just tragic it's just another tragic star that mm. i mean he he wasn't used like the whitney stuff it, no. he wasn't as the the duty of care but the fact that he was allowed to have what happened to him and whatever it is about stars that make them make stupid decisions because mm. anyone else in your life that had been that had happened to him which was the I won't no spoilers i'm sure most people know the brain injury thing mm needs to be taken really seriously yeah, and yeah. there's lots of things you can and can't do after a brain injury and there's you know therapy and medications and mm. they can be life-changing and clearly this was life-changing for him and mm. it was not take he didn't take it seriously and no one else forced him to take it seriously yeah 
yeah, which well, is frustrating because if there's people that loved him and cared for him, now oh, we've been around this yeah, thing yeah. with other issues. But we it, have. But I think also he was a victim of the fact that he lived in other countries and he didn't necessarily have his family, like a tight family mm. unit around him. And, you know, they talk about the Farris brothers, you know, yeah. he's very close to them, but he didn't live near them. So all those support networks went around him. And then he pushed his girlfriend, he pushed Helena Christensen away. Yeah. He almost became intolerable. So when you like that and you have money and you push people away, it's just... I think, yeah, it was one of those things that was very sad. Another tragic waste of a fabulous yes. life. But the thing I really did love was all of the interviews with Kylie and the videos of Kylie. Yeah, on the boat. Almost and... not risque, but it was, you know, like she's in a bath towel or she was, you know, like naked, but you couldn't actually see her. And her speaking so honestly about that relationship as well. Like I've never actually seen her talk about relationships, mm. obviously, because she doesn't like to talk about them. I guess because he's dead, she felt comfortable talking about it. But yeah, just her honesty and talking about the relationship and how in love she was. Yeah. And when you see those videos, you can see the light. Oh, she was lit up, wasn't she? The light she? in her eyes and the pure joy. You could see she was in love and she was on this incredible adventure with him. It was yeah. just That was really beautiful. And then their also... careers broke that. Yeah. They other... had a fax relationship. Yes. It was the whole, their schedules didn't mm. line up and he needed to be with someone. He needed to be in a relationship and it just was never going to work having a long distance relationship. Yeah, what a sad a, waste. I know, I know, because I just think he's so talented and so charismatic. And Yeah, they were massive, weren't they? The whole band yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, so that's all I've got on my notes. We've done, how long have we done? Is that loads. like one of our phone conversations? Yeah, we've actually gone to sort of phone conversation territory. We're yeah. over the hour mark. Well, now Although when, we, when I cut you out, it will probably yeah. be down to 32 minutes. Yeah, well, no, because we've checking. both been ad- adulting. We actually sometimes go a week without having a phone conversation. It is a bit weird. I might start phoning you as I drive to work at half past six in the morning. Yeah, I might have that on aeroplane <laughs> mode. <laughs> so we need to work out also a schedule of what we're going to do for our podcast. We had some ideas, but um, with the thing that we're not talking about, um, some of those things are going to be mm. well, I was impacted going out. Well, I going to say, because I wonder whether the Todrick Hall event will happen. I know. I know. So all of those events. I guess he won't fly out. It's only he would have to be. That's April. The second of. It's like three weeks away. And he'll also. I think is he touring before he gets. Well, I, to, think I think he's going to New not Zealand. Not allowed to go anywhere. No, I don't think they are either. So it's, I have a feeling that Todrick. Did we invite him to stay with us? He's going to be in next best friend. Yeah, I'll have to send him a message. You have to retract so that offer. So the Todrick Hall might not happen. No. And then we were going to do something with a sex on premises venue. We've been talking oh, to yes, him, to I the owners to of that. We yeah. don't want to talk about who it is, but yeah, one of the sex on premises venues. We're kind of not so surprisingly fascinated with how that Absolutely works. Absolutely. I want to go and have a look. It's like going into the men's toilets for me. Yeah. But I want to understand how it works. Oh, it smells better. <laughs> Yeah, we'll ask them to get out the disinfectant, shall we? Yeah, we should. I will follow that up again. again, But again, because of the thing, these sort of places are going to be not, you know, if they're warm, wet places where um, yeah. like-minded gentlemen congregate, I think they're going to have a massive issue. Yeah, there is an issue. I did mention yesterday that one of our friends who is a doctory type of a person well, he is a actually, doctor. He is yes, a doctor. he is a doctor. He is a doctor. <laughs> he's actually a psychiatrist, he, so he's even to, more qualified. Yeah, more, well, is he more qualified? He's not. He's not yes, a, well, but he's a specialist. He's a specialist, but he's not a specialist he's in, not a specialist in bugs in, in saunas. No, but he's actually, he's spent a lot of time working in hospitals, so he's, yeah. he's a GP as well. 
well as being a specialist. So he's yeah. So he he said something round yesterday, which was about the thing that we're not going to talk about mm. and gay saunas and gyms and orgies. And we haven't read through these yet. I, I had a look. It's, well, clearly orgies. The orgies. The orgies one. are going to be off the cards. So all those special parties that Jinx Tasman talked Goes about. To. That's all be, going to be shut down. They, they won't be happening. And then the gym. That one just that's a sort of New York based one. It just talks a lot about you know you mm. wiping the equipment and the fact that it doesn't it, it's not transmitted by sweat but often used equipment where people have got their hands to yeah. touching their touching the equipment you need to wipe them down and then the other one was what was the other one about Gym, saunas saunas, saunas. And orgies, yeah. so this sex on premises place um we're just going to have to do a wait and see on whether we can but maybe it's a perfect opportunity for us to go in there because it'll be shut a little bit yeah but not great for them they, no i know that they did want to do like a promotion in conjunction with us because all of our 10 listeners are likely to go in there yeah as we'd mentioned before when we'd said we wanted to do it we've got gay friends who are our age ish and they would never go in that they're too nervous to go in because of policies and procedures and protocols and intimidated because they've never been in and they're a bit scared and so we'd be doing a public service really wouldn't we or a pubic service (laughs) definitely a pubic (laughs) service so we were going to do that there's also a lady that's come into our orbit who I understand oh, works yeah. at a swingers club and I think she might have some interesting proclivities personally. Gang bangs. It's quite a nice word when you write it down, isn't it? Kind of all the big, the letters all align nicely. Gang bangs. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't had that confirmed personally, but I understand that she does like a bit of a gang bang. Mm. So maybe we'll get her on and talk to her yeah and i was just thinking just popped into my head that um we should possibly do one and chat about technology and things because like snapchat's still massive like my kids i can't hardly stalk them because they put nothing on instagram and facebook it's all on the snappy chats Mm. and what the fuck is tiktok Oh, that's just like the. It's called. Used to be called Musically, I think. Have you not seen TikTok? No, I'll I don't. Show everyone's, it to you. everyone's talking about TikTok. No, because you know, no, I've we to need to. Pick a child I know, up from the library I know, but we need we need to do a TikTok. I've been wanting to do that Todrick Hall nails, hair, hips, heels thing for a while. Right. And we just need to. It's just like not even 15 seconds of stupidity where you just do something to some music and it records it. But apparently there's a whole social media type of element yeah, to it, which well, I'm not at all lovely interested Ruby in. Lovely Ruby May has been banned from it because she has what? a body. Yep. So she's been locked out of it for doing... Are you kidding me? Yep. What, so she's in a been, bikini? She's been doing all her like this funny dancey yeah, stuff in, in yeah, a bikini, yeah. but no nipples <gasps> and just usual kidding. stuff. Yeah, she put it up today. Fuck off. Fuck off. No, that's just wrong. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind knowing... Okay, the, the we techno- can look into... The techomonological things. I'm feeling a little bit out of the loop technically. Okay, well, maybe we'll look into TikTok. Maybe we can do a TikTok and then you can do some research and yeah, we okay. can talk about I'll, it. I'll take that one. Great. Okay, so we plan a bit of that and then otherwise we just don't know what's going to happen with the world. Mm. And it might be that we're going to hit a peak in a couple of weeks yeah, and we're we'll everyone's going to be sitting in their bedrooms. Yeah, which is great for us. We can just can natter I come on. Over? Just natter on for hours. We'll just have to not kiss. We just have to tap our toes. Okay. Okay, we can do that and just bump elbows. Yeah, bump elbows. Awesome. As opposed to bumping uglies. <laughs> nice. Okay, we better finish. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye.